1: Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network. And uh, we'll bring our guest on in just a moment. But I want to summarize an act that he's put together that passed the House that I believe is in the Government Oversight Committee in the State Senate. Um, The act would prohibit a physician from knowingly performing gender reassignment surgery on a minor, prohibits a physician from knowingly prescribing a cross-sex hormone or puberty-blocking drug, To a minor for the purpose of assisting with gender transition prohibits physicians from aiding or abetting those prohibited practices prohibits a mental health professional from diagnosing or treating a minor for a gender related condition without first obtaining consent from each custodial parent or the minor's guardian prohibits a mental health professional from diagnosing or treating a minor for a gender related condition without screening the minor for other comorbidities, abuse and traumas during the course of a treatment establishes penalties for physicians and mental health professionals who engage in conduct the bill prohibits prohibits medicaid coverage of gender transition service for minors essentially taking away tax dollars for the process uh, and procedures it prohibits a court from considering certain Parental decisions regarding their child's gender identity and gender transition when allocating parental rights and responsibilities or parenting time. That is not punishing parents who are conservative and believe that boys are boys and girls are girls and they ought to stay that way. uh, Expresses the General Assembly's findings regarding gender transition services, particularly for minors. Entitles those uh, provisions of the bill of the Ohio Saving Adolescents from Experimentation Act. And then there's more. But that gives you the that gives you the rundown, essentially. So the SAFE Act creator is State Representative Gary Click. He's a Republican from Vickery. Representative Click, welcome back to the Bruce Holy Show. How are you this afternoon?
2: Hey, good afternoon, Jack. It's always an honor to be on with you and certainly prayers going out for uh, our friend Bruce.
1: Thank you very much for that. We continue to pray for him. We expect that he's going to recover and, uh, and be back. Um, I'd like to say I expect issue one to be rejected. I'm going to start there. And do you think that's possible and what do you think it comes down to tomorrow?
2: Well, I, I think it's possible, I, but I, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm anxious about it, uh, Jack. I, I, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm certainly doing a lot of praying. I'm certainly doing a lot of talking about it. Uh, we've, we've tried to get the signs out. We want everybody to understand. We've tried to explain it. I, I think it comes down to turnout. Uh, I was just looking at a poll this morning and it said that 58% of likely voters will vote yes. But but that key word is likely. So they're really trying to guess who's going to show up at the polls. And if, if the people they think show up, show up, we lose. If the people we want to show up, show up, we win. And so I think this is, this is probably one of the most important elections that uh, anyone in Ohio has ever voted in. Uh, I'm saying that honestly, because we are going to determine the fate and the lives of thousands upon thousands of unborn babies, preborn babies, their lives. And the effect that it has, it goes beyond that to the, the, just the response. Even pro-choice people should be concerned about this bill because of, you know, what some people call unintended consequences. And that is that it inhibits any caregiver or any abortion provider from, you know, burdening those who bring them in. I was just listening to the case in Indiana with the, Uh, Caitlin Bernard, the abortionist who provided the abortion for the 10-year-old rape victim. And she said that most of the time it's somebody in the family. Very often it's somebody in the family that perpetuates this. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it was her, from what I understand, uh, I'm not being able to verify this, but I've heard people who were in the courtroom who've told me that it was actually the rapist that drove her and her mother to Indianapolis for the abortion. Yeah, and, and then they send them back to live with him for another five days. Yep. And so what we're doing is we're making these girls victims of their perpetrators, who are going to take them there. No provider can look at them cockeyed and say, "Hey, there's something suspicious about you," because that would be an undue burden. And so we are going to further sex trafficking. We are going to further harm to these children who have been abused. And uh, really, we have to show up. At the polls, showing up is half the battle. If we don't show up, we lose. If we show up, we win.
1: Yeah, we got
2: to get to the polls. We got to get our friends to the polls.
1: And, and I would, I would say, and I don't know if you, if you're quoting the Baldwin Wallace poll, but I, I will point out Baldwin Wallace. Yes. I'm a, I'm a, I did some undergraduate work there before I transferred, and their math is horrible. They, they, they're notoriously bad <laughs> yeah. at polls, and I'm just being honest. Um, I get that, but I, I would say this. I think it does come out. Uh, come down to turn out. I've also heard that there's about a five to seven point advantage that the no side may have, because when the issue is confusing, we, we tend to have this status quo bias where we go, you know what, I'm just not sure I'm going to keep things the way that they are. Um,
2: well, so, yeah, and, and I will say this, I want to be as optimistic as you are, but I also understand that our people and your listeners need to have a sense of urgency. Yes. And they, we cannot take it for granted one way or the other. So I think when we get too comfortable, think, oh, we're going to win this. People don't show up to vote because they think we got it covered. Or if they think, hey, we're going to lose this, they don't show up to vote because they think it's, it's hopeless. And I think what every listener needs to keep in mind is this hangs in the balance. And your vote could be the vote that changes things.
1: It looks like tomorrow, partly sunny, 66 degrees. That's a win. I'll take that. That's not rain. That's not snow. There's there is no excuse to not get out to vote. And by the way, you need to postmark your ballot today. So get that thing in the mail or take it down to the Board of Elections. At the at the at the top of this segment, I talked about the SAFE Act, which is saving adolescents from experimentation. Um, I mean, it goes without saying, but what happens to this this legislation if issue one is not rejected?
2: well that's that's a great question because some people uh have looked at that and said because it does not mention uh specifically females and it doesn't say that it is limited to uh abortion, that you know changing your sex might be a reproductive freedom, and it doesn't list list ages so so it ultimately it will depend on the court and it depends on what court gets it, but in all reality issue 1 could enable young kids to go to planned parenthood and get puberty blockers and cross sex hormones uh, maybe even surgeries and uh, that would be to- that would just be devastating to uh, our young population and uh, i'm not willing to take a risk on that even if i was for everything else which i'm not but i wouldn't be willing to take the risk on that and i think people just need to understand there's a lot of unknowns about this bill yep. a lot of unknowns about how far it goes, and I'm talking to pro choice uh people right now and and you know we have you know I hate to kind of say this, but it's true we have some pro choice republicans, and for whatever reasons, they might be conservative on many other things, but they're not conservative on this, and uh they need to understand that this goes much farther than what they think, yes, there are so many unknowns. Right now, they just need to go back to the drawing board, and if they're going to do it, they need to make sure that they protect uh, children from all these sex change uh, ideology and these hormones and these surgeries and these drugs. They need to protect children from predators. This is not an ideal pro-choice bill, even if you're pro-choice.
1: And before um,
2: there's a lot of questions
1: and, and before the, our listeners are, or, I, I, you know, by the way, the, the the lefties, the commies listen to this show, too, because they like to cut it up and and, you know, try to spread well, misinformation. So uh, this well, is this is directed to them and they can all hit me
2: up on social media today. And they told they me like the, they always
1: do. you and me both, brother. But so I'm going to I'm going to confront that because what they're going to say, is, well, this guy's a pastor, of course, he's going to. Well, look, I'm just going to hit it straight on. Uh, Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost said this goes beyond Roe. So this is not safe, legal, rare. Republicans who want pro-choice. It's not. It goes way beyond that. The the former solicitor general said it would allow abortion up to birth for any reason, period. So stop with the shenanigans. Um, And then the other issue is Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost, not just Gary Click, but Dave Yost said parental rights would not be guaranteed so um great state representative click i'm grateful that you spent time with us this morning thanks for uh setting aside a few minutes you're,
2: you're welcome i have an editorial that confirms what you said it's called worse than row and you can go to my official website it's on there
1: worse than row check it out he's state representative gary click republican from vickery thank you sir and uh we'll talk to you again All right, soon i'm sure you, Jack. god bless you and god bless you and thank you for listening to 98.9 fm the answer stay tuned and uh we'll we'll put a bow on this thing today Third and heading home on Monday, November 6th. The Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM. The Answer catch it at 989theanswer.com. Uh, got a question here from a listener, Mike, and uh, he said, I have read some takes that issue two could lead to increased car insurance rates. Any insight on that? Mike, that's a great question. and... You know, insurance rates have a lot to do with age bands and uh, your age, your your occupation, you, where you live. Like all these factors uh, are combined. So, um, first of all, I think in general, we'd probably see an increase in accidents and risk, which that inevitably would be spread out again, you know, among the whole population more so. Uh, The age and uh, demographic groups of people who are maybe more inclined to use this industrial strength weed, if issue two is successful. I don't have any empirical evidence to answer this question, but I'm saying somebody who studied uh, risk and insurance in in college, it certainly seems like there would be an increase in the probability that risky behaviors – Um, Will go up tremendously and that would result, I mean, without a doubt in adverse outcomes, whether that's speeding tickets, accidents, deaths, so on and so forth. So my guess is we will see an increase in insurance prices, um, you know, so let's let's put that let's put that one on the balance sheet or the income statement. So, you know, we're paying more for everything under build back better and the Marxist push. To uh, ruin this country and ruin this state uh, with respect to that, I would be remiss if I didn't talk. I wanted to talk about Browns, Buckeyes, Bengals. Maybe I will if we get a second here. But um, the the ballot initiative issue one, I really want to make sure we talk about this. It would impose uh, on the state a regime of no limits abortion up to the time of birth and also life altering potentially irreversible gender transition procedures, regardless of age overriding the involvement of parents in the case of minors. Now that's from Frank Scaturo judicial crisis network. He said parental rights and basic health and safety protections for women would also be eviscerated. We've talked about this uh, in this show already, but here's the other part. Ohio taxpayers will be forced to fund these procedures. In fact, that is the more likely outcome. Recall the breadth of the proposed amendments text, which provides the following regarding the quote, right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions and, quote, covered by the amendment, uh, the state shall not, I'm, I'm quoting directly from the amendment, the state shall not directly or indirectly burden, penalize, prohibit, interfere with, or discriminate against either one, an individual's voluntary exercise of that right, or two, a person or entity that assists an individual exercising this right. Not only would the state constitution explicitly protect abortion and other procedures involving the human reproductive system, but it also would do so in such absolute terms that, even indirectly burdening interfering with or discriminating against their provision would be illegal. What that would mean for state laws, barring taxpayer funds from financing abortion on demand is they would probably go out the window. And Scaturo goes on to cite uh, Harris versus McRae and how uh, justice William Brennan wrote in his dissenting opinion that the Hyde amendments injection of financial incentives favoring, Childbirth into the uh, uh, into the decision that is constitutionally guaranteed to be free from government intrusion deprives the indigent woman of her freedom to choose abortion over maternity, and he weaves the argument together to say essentially uh, that in the state of Ohio, taxpayers then would also be burdened, even with a Republican conservative Supreme Court leaning on legal precedent for paying for these uh, abortions up to, to birth. And these atrocious um, surgeries and, and, you know, the uptake of drugs and in, in minors for gender transitions. That's an important piece to understand about issue one and what could be coming down the pike if this is not rejected by Ohio voters at the ballot box tomorrow. So make sure that you get out and vote. Make sure that you vote no. Make sure that you take somebody with you that's registered to vote and make sure that you pray that people would be awake that people would show up and that this state would protect the lives of the unborn and minor children from the onslaught of Marxist progressives and their disgusting intrusion into our lives. All right. Lighter fare here. We've got a couple of minutes. Browns, Buckeyes, Bungles. Uh, Joe cool. Did it last night. The Bengals took down the bills. 24, 18, but the Bengals have the Texans next week, and uh, you know you know who's quarterback for the Texans, right? Former Buckeye C.J. Stroud lit it up last night. He, uh, first of all, in 46 seconds, uh, <laughs> turned around what looked like uh, a Baker Mayfield late comeback and win for the Buccaneers. He marched the Texans down the field, and through his fifth touchdown pass— And it completed an insane amount. It was like 74% of his passes. But he broke um, the touchdown record and yardage record for an NFL rookie last night. So the Bengals and the Texans square off next week. That's going to be one that you want to watch. The Bengals certainly look like they're starting to get into form. Uh, Joe Cool, Joe Burrow looks healthy. They're playing good football. The Buckeyes, uh, man, I'll tell you what. um, 35-16 winners over Rutgers. Now, the haters are not going to agree with this, but that's a solid win. The Buckeyes beat Penn State. The Buckeyes went on the road um, to Camp Randall and took down uh, the Badgers, Wisconsin, and then went to Rutgers. Uh, by the way, Rutgers was 6-2. and two. They're coached by a fantastic football coach, great defensive coach, who had a formula to beat the Buckeyes, by the way. They played keep away, right? And uh, slowed the game down, and uh, you know Ohio State, um, <laughs> they were down I- at halftime, and going into the third quarter, uh, Rutgers was driving to potentially go up even more, and then boom, the defense forces a turnover, uh, scores, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, the Buckeyes make it rain. But that's what good teams do, and the Buckeyes are a good team. They're ranked number one. They're uh, they're taking on Michigan State next week, and I see another win in. Uh, in their future, the Brownies, twenty-seven nothing winners over the Cardinals, and uh, I don't care who's at quarterback. When you give up less than sixty yards, and part of that is from the fact that you are blitzing and you are swarming to the football, that defense is atrocious. Uh, and I, I mean atrocious, atrociously good. Like they make offenses look atrocious. Well, they're going to have their hands full with the Ravens next week. So, um, lots of good football coming up in the Buckeye State. And uh, you know what else is coming up? We've got election day tomorrow. It, it's it. It's November 7th. You've got to decide on issue one. No, by the way, the radical abortion amendment. Issue two, legalization of recreational use of marijuana. And no on that because of, one, it's it's ridiculously high content of THC. The fact that we're seemingly creating a monopoly for certain companies. It looks like that that uh, statute was written by marijuana insiders. And then your, your state or your state, your school board candidates. That's critically important. Make sure that you get information and vote for the people who actually want uh, education and academic excellence, parents' rights, and safety in your schools. And then uh, set an alarm for tomorrow, at 11 a.m., and come back here to 98.9 FM, The Answer, the Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor. I'll be riding shotgun with you again tomorrow. God bless you, and I'll talk to you Tuesday.